Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Unsafe Space. This is Monday, September 7th, 2020. I'm your co-host, Carter Laren, and I am joined by the lovely Carrie Smith, who is in another undisclosed location. Carrie, can we hear you? There you go. Uh, I was just telling... Can you hear me? Yeah. I was just telling Carter, you guys, today was quite a feat to be able to do Kefefe Live because... Uh, there was a storm where I'm staying and the power's out everywhere except this one resort that where the people were kind enough to let me use a room. And so it was a mad dash this morning to find anything where there's power, there's trees down, there's just everything blown all around. So, but we made it happen. We did. And you, you fixed your echo problem. Uh... Yes, in fact, I feel vindicated about my echo problem. I thought it was my own retardation, but I tracked it down, and it turned out that it was crosstalk in the mixer. It's not my problem. It was actually a hardware problem. I junked the mixer, and I had another one. So um, we are back up and running with no no echo problems. For those of you who are new to Unsafe Space, welcome. Uh, this is Covfefe Break, which is a live show that we do on Mondays and Fridays, where we try and get through all the super chats and talk about random stuff. And uh, we also have Deep Program, which is a show that's more of a deep dive into Carrie's old philosophy, her old ideology, we'll call it, uh, social justice ideology. And then we interview other random people doing random things and have other random content. I don't know what else we have, but lots of stuff. Uh, you're watching Coffee Break. If you want to support us, you can go to unsafespace.com slash donate, and you can use fiat. You can use uh, Bitcoin, Ether, whatever you want, and help us keep the lights on. And the mixer is functioning. So uh, what else, Carrie? Oh, book club. When's book club? The 27th. Uh, book club is coming up. Yeah. You guys can uh, visit us at, uh, online at unsafespace.com. Go to the book club page. The book we're currently reading is Human Diversity by Charles Murray. We usually alternate nonfiction and fiction. So that one's coming up soon. And then right after it, we're going to do Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. So if you want to get a head start on the next book, you can start reading that one now. And you can also see videos of our previous discussions. Uh, people are asking where I'm at. I am in a place called Priest Lake, which is beautiful. It's in Idaho. And you, I would definitely recommend visiting. There's lots of normal people here. <laughs> Very kind, normal people. And they don't have a lot of masks from your this pictures. This is true. Which yes. is nice. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into it. I feel like as soon as we ended Kofefi break on Friday, there was a lot that happened, Carrie. Um, and I think one of the most gratifying things, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, there was an executive order that I liked. <laughs> uh, or I don't know if it's a, technically an executive order, uh, a memorandum. And uh, this is huge. I, I think it's a big, big deal. We can talk about why it's a big deal, but let's want to just look at it for a sec here. Yeah, so on Friday, Trump issued this executive action, and I forget the name of the the guy who actually wrote the letter. Russell Vaught, director. Russell it looks Vaught. like the OMB director, or director, yeah, director of maybe office and management and budget, I'm not sure, but that's what it looks like. And, you, and, and first of all, you know this is in direct relation to the efforts of Casey Peterson and Christopher Rufo. Christopher Rufo had just been on the, the news, I think the day before, um, basically calling out the president saying, would you please 
do something about federal funds, about taxpayer dollars going to fund these indoctrination seminars at government centers like Sandia Labs. And he did it. This came out on September 4th. Yeah. I think it was three days after he, he went on the news and called for this. So let's read through yeah. it. Carter, do you want to read it? Uh, yeah. I don't know. If, should we read all of it? I mean, we can. I want to read it. All yeah. right. Uh, it's only a page and, and a paragraph. So um, subject is training in the federal government. It has come to the president's attention that executive branch agencies have spent millions of taxpayer dollars to date, quote, training government workers to believe divisive anti-American propaganda. Well, that's a good start. That is true. And I'm glad that they're characterizing start. it appropriately. For example, according to press reports, employees across the executive branch have been required to attend trainings where they are told that, quote, virtually all white people contribute to racism or where they are required to say that they, quote, benefit from racism. According to press reports, in some cases, these trainings have further claimed that there is racism embedded in the belief that America is the land of opportunity or the belief that the most qualified person should receive a job. Okay, so what I love about this is they're getting right to some of the most outrageous claims of critical race theory, and uh, they're completely correct uh, in terms of their characterization. And I love that they, they're actually using real excerpts and they're quoting some of the literal the things that are being taught they're not just paraphrasing they're giving you actual quotes that are pushed in these seminars that's right these types of quote trainings not only run counter to the fundamental beliefs for which our nation has stood since its inception but they also engender division and resentment within the federal workforce by the way this is really well written this is this is really well written uh, we can be proud that as an employer, the federal government has employees of all races, ethnicities, and religions. We can be proud that Americans from all over the country seek to join our workforce and dedicate themselves to public service. We can be proud of our continued efforts to welcome all individuals who seek to serve their fellow Americans as federal employees. However, we cannot accept our employees receiving training that seeks to undercut our core values as Americans and drive division within our workforce. So I highlighted some of my favorite parts down here, which we'll get to. All right. The president has directed me, so this is Russell writing this, the president has directed me to ensure that federal agencies cease and desist from using taxpayer dollars to fund these divisive, un-American propaganda training sessions. Accordingly to that end, the Office of Management and Budget will shortly issue more detailed guidance on implementing the president's directive. In the meantime... This is the part I love because they use all of the right language. They're going to use all of the, the, the critical race theory woke language. Uh, and I think for a lot of people, this might be the first time they're seeing this stuff. Um, so in the meantime, all agencies yes. are directed to this be... Is, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Let's just, I just, I can't contain my joy that someone is finally, yes. someone at, at, with power in the situation is finally calling this out and speaking about what this is and and labeling it as accurately as un-american yes so, okay let's continue. yes I, and and <laughs> this is probably the best thing i've seen the government do in a really long time other than all the moments that they don't go to war with someone which we can't really count because we don't know when they decide to not go to war okay uh, in the meantime, all agencies are directed to begin to identify all contracts or other agency spending related to any training on, and they put this in quotes, critical race theory, white privilege, or any other training or propaganda effort that teaches or suggests either one, that the United States is an inherently racist or evil country, 
or two, that any race or ethnicity is inherently racist or evil. By the way, I believe if these standards were applied to the Department of Education, it would eradicate 1619 from all public schools immediately. Um, oh, absolutely. And that, so. I think, well, we can get into next steps later, but continue. Yep. In addition, all agencies should begin to identify all available avenues from within the law to cancel any such contracts and or divert federal dollars away from these un-American propaganda training sessions. The president and his administration are fully committed to the fair and equal treatment of all individuals in the United States. The president has a proven track record of standing for those whose voice has long been ignored and who have failed to benefit from all our country has to offer, and he intends to continue to support all Americans regardless of race, religion, or creed. The divisive, false, and demeaning propaganda of the critical race theory movement is contrary to all we stand for as Americans and should have no place in the federal government. Here, here, absolutely, uh, I, I'm, I find it hard to believe that I'm applauding, I'm like actually applauding something the government has done, but... <laughs> I will applaud that. That is well written. It is spot on, and it's the right thing to do. Um, and as Casey Peterson brought up in our interview, um, I think there might be downstream effects of this as larger corporations will have a harder time justifying the legitimacy of what they're doing because people will be able to point to the federal government and say, well, they're not allowed to do this. Yes. They, this is recognized as racist. Yeah, so two things about next steps. I think one, if they are if they are successful and if this is enough to get it to root it out of uh, public or, or, or federally funded agencies or from the Sandia labs, if it's enough to get it out of the government, then I think the next steps would be, as you mentioned, schools, which are publicly funded as well. Yes. So imagine if they had to do the same thing and remove critical race theory and remove any type of identity politics based Marxism from public schools. I think that's the next step. And imagine. then if you're able to do that. Go ahead. Yeah. Casey Peterson, if you guys haven't seen it yet, we were fortunate we were able to interview Casey Peterson last week, and you can watch that interview on our channel, and he's just amazing. I think he's a modern-day hero, but he, one of the things he said, which you're alluding to, Carter, is that if you're able to cut it out of the government, and rightly so because it is discriminatory and racist and it's morally wrong, then you necessarily shift the Overton window over what's considered acceptable and so it will have, I do think you're right that it will have a downstream effect culturally at, at private institutions. It would be harder for them to continue to do this because it, because what is considered acceptable to do will, will have shrunk. Yes. Yeah. And imagine this. So, okay, so I mentioned getting it out of education. Great. Uh, also, you could theoretically say, as the federal government, because um, this is how the federal government has done a lot of bad things in the past. They've They've held federal funding over states' heads, so they collect taxes and then withhold funding back to the states. You could easily say any state that can't use any federal funding to do anything related to this. If you're doing this in your state, we're yes. not we're not going to fund you yes. federally. So good luck. You're on your own for roads and schools and everything else. If you want to do critical race theory, you're on your own. I think that would be that yeah. would be great. So uh, someone just said, I'm sipping on water with no ice and I'm a monster. It's so hot here. I had ice and it melted already. So there you go. And who says it's water? Right. Uh, well, I do appear drunk all the time. So I think that's great. Uh, I think I, I love it. I think it's. Uh, I want. It, it, can I just say one thing? Okay, it, so. Go ahead. Yeah, and then I have something. It validates, it vindicates me. I have been saying. 
you got to vote for someone who actually stands up to social justice, who actually stands up to critical race theory. You can't have this grandiose plan that things can get better by singing Kumbaya and voting Unity Party or something that or voting for Joe Jorgensen, who's, quote, libertarian, uh, but (laughs) which I'm putting in quotes intentionally, uh, but totally endorsed critical race theory, uh, at least at least. Uh, tacitly, if not explicitly, I don't know that she's explicitly endorsed it, but she's not fighting it. This is a cultural war. And the, the biggest threat, I think, intellectually, our, our biggest threat here is the authoritarian left. So I, show me another candidate who is actively fighting the authoritarian left, and I will consider voting for them. But come on, I don't even like a lot about Trump, but there is no contest here. He is the only one fighting the battle that needs the to be fought. He's one. literally the only one. You and I were talking about this privately yesterday or the day before, and you were saying to me, I don't understand why there's no other, even a third party candidate who realized that even if they were doing it um, inauthentically, but realized that they could get votes by opposing it, but no one's doing it. No one else is opposing it. I would have expected the libertarians to do it. Me too. I would have thought that libertarians would be like, hey, we'll oppose critical race theory, but here's here's someone who's not bombastic and you like better than Trump, but we'll oppose, we'll fight the culture war for you. That would have been a good inroads, but no. Plus he, I know he's going to win votes with this because I had decided a month or so ago that I'm voting for him, but there are still some liberals and progressives I know who were like, I don't know, maybe I won't vote. And and one of our friends, Carter, who wrote to us and said, this seals the deal. I guess I'm voting for him. (laughs) You You have to. He's the only one. He's the only one who's uh, pushing back against the this. Okay, so I wanted to talk about what we can expect from the people who push, from the cultural gatekeepers, the elite, the people who push social justice ideology. Like, what, what are they going to do in gonna response to this, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. so what they're going to do next is um, – this is kind of like after he gave the, the speech – that I liked where he first started to talk about some of this stuff at the, um, why do I always blank on the name of this national attraction? Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore, yeah. <laughs> I only know it now because it's the one that you always forget. So that's what I, yeah. It's the one I always forget. Okay, so after the Mount Rushmore speech, I think you'll remember I said to you, I'm really happy that he's calling it by name because it is a form of Marxism. But at the same time, I said, it sort of sucks because now people are going to say, oh, well, that's just a Trump talking point, you know, whatever. Mm. And so they're definitely going to do that with this. There are people who are going to say, um, so now when, when all of you who are watching, when you start to push back against this in your everyday life with people that you know, if you start to call it what it is, which is a mutated form of Marxism based around identity rather than around uh, class and wealth based around identity and power. When you start to talk about that, they're going to say, oh, that's just alt-right. They're going to call it alt-right. They're going to call it white nationalists. They're going to call it Trump. They're going to try and smear it, uh, smear this very accurate criticism just by its association with him. But I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to be very successful in the long term. Because actually, I think it's a better thing. If you're looking at the net positive and and the net negative, I think that it's more of a positive to have the federal government speaking against it and trying to root it out at the federal level 
than any negative effects of it being of the criticism being associated with him. Oh what yeah, because think? it's not the federal government speaking out against it. It's just Trump's. It's just Trump's administration, right? I mean, he he claimed his whole claim was I'm going to go drain the swamp, and a, a lot of people have been frustrated at the pace with which the swamp seems to be draining. Um, but this is a real tangible drain the swamp moment, right? The swamp is these bureaucracies that are unaccountable and have agendas that are often explicitly anti-American agendas uh, that are pushing their crap. So this is a perfect drain the swamp moment. And I think I think the public is already I think they've already caught on. Maybe I'm giving the public too much credit, but I think they've already caught on to the the mainstream media's and the Democrats knee jerk reaction to just calling everything Russian bots and everything like, oh, this is this is just a Trump talking point, orange man bad, blah, blah, blah. I think people are used to it. So if they if all they have to go back to is, yeah, but orange man bad, you're just repeating orange man stuff. I I don't think that helps them. I mean, it will it will embolden people who are already indoctrinated and already going to go pull the donkey lever, but it's not going to it's not going to convince regular people. I don't think there's regular people that are like, I was on the fence, but since you said orange man bad, that's a new argument I haven't heard before. So like, they're just going to be like, right. oh, you have really no arguments against this, basically. You're just trying to say it's bad because Trump did it. I'm sick of hearing that. I'm tired of it. And this stuff sounds horrible and racist. And at least this guy is, you're defending yeah. it. So, you know. Uh, so I have, I have another... Um uh, just a, a prediction of what's going to happen. Yeah. So again, they're going to try and make some, so they're very concerned with language and they're very concerned with controlling language. And because if you control language, you control thought, you control people. And when I first started waking up to what my old ideology was, and I was searching for a name for it because it calls itself social justice, but I was starting to recognize the Marxist roots. And I remember in my first essay about leaving the social justice cult, I called it, I referred to it as cultural Marxism. And I was told, oh no, that's only, only alt-right people use that phrase. It's a alt-right talking point, you know, don't use. And basically it was a term that they had made, successfully made somewhat off limits. So they could smear you if you called it cultural Marxism. Well, over time I started to realize that wasn't even the best way I could describe it. It's more identitarian Marxism is what I would call it. Um, so I don't feel any attachment to that term, but they're gonna do the same thing. They're gonna try to do the same thing to terms like identitarian Marxism, um, anything that is successful in pointing out what it is, they're gonna try and make off limits uh, socially, culturally, so mm -hmm. that you feel bad using it. Don't let them do that to you. And I, what I like to do is I always point out to people, I don't have an attachment to any of these terms um, other than as a way to accurately describe what it is I'm talking about. So, for example, people will say SJW, social justice worry. They, they say that's a pejorative. It's like, not really. I'm not, you just don't like it because I'm criticizing it, but I could call it anything else. If you prefer for me to call it, um, you know, uh, uh, identitarian leftism or it, it, give me whatever term you want. If you want me just to call it social justice, I'll call it that. The point is what I'm saying about it is critical. So right. you don't like it because it's criticism. Yeah. I, what are they gonna do with, the problem here is he named critical race theory explicitly. So can they distance yeah. themselves from the thing they've been talking about for two decades? Like, I, I don't know. What do you mean? 
well, they, well, I guess just like social justice warrior, they're the, they're, they coined the term social justice warrior to describe themselves. And now it's a pejorative, right? Quote, now it's a pejorative, right? Because it accurately describes them. Well, he's calling out critical race theory. Are they going to now say critical race theory is just, that's just a phrase that the alt-right uses. <laughs> I, I don't know how they can get away with that. They have books and lots of stuff about critical race theory. No, they're going to defend that term. Okay. They're go- what they're going to do is they're going to attack uh, any. They're going to attack any characterization of it as a form of Marxism. Okay, that's what I think. And they'll say that the the dumb the dumbed unschooled Trump voters don't get critical race theory. That's not what it's about. It's about anti-racism. Right. They've already they've already started saying that. They've already started saying that the critics are alt right. Which is not true. Look at the look at the loudest critics and the ones who have been um, the most successful at pushing back against it. James Lindsay, Jordan Peterson, Brett Weinstein. Uh, I'm a former social justice warrior. These people are not on the right. <laughs> these these people. It, it would be hard to call them. Uh oh. I think Carrie froze on us. Yep. Skype's trying to reconnect. We may have lost Carrie for a moment. Let's hope that she comes back. While Carrie is trying to come back, I'm going to pause and I'm going to do some super chats because we got a bunch of super chats here. She will call back. I can see on Skype she's trying or it's trying to reconnect with her. So let's do some super chats. Richard Pets, thank you. Richard says, thumbs up for your sign, Carter, and for this memorandum. Throw down the gauntlet. Yeah, I'll talk about why that sign is there in a moment, but there was a little bit of uh, Snowden-related news uh, over the over the weekend. Or maybe it was last week, and I missed it. Tomsky999. Thank you, Tomsky. For Carrie's joy. Oh, I should have saved that for Carrie, but I got to scroll through the chats. She'll find out later. Thank you, Tomsky. Bam Bam Boofer. Let's see. Oop, hold on for a second. Carrie is sending me a signal message. Power went out. Oh, well, the power went out. <laughs> that explains it. Uh, okay, Bam Bam Boofer. Bam Bam Boofer says, great news about Trump ban on training. I wish Boris would do the same here in the UK. Corporations will follow. Yeah, I don't know that they'll follow immediately and not all corporations, but it definitely gives people that are fighting this stuff in a corporate environment some ammo because, uh, like I said earlier, you can then point to government institutions and, and government rules and say, look, this is recognized as, as, as racist and un-American and, you know, it, that, that will help. That will help. In fact, for all of you, you know, a lot of times you guys write in and you say, hey, I'm, I, uh, I'm trying to fight this at my local school or in my local, uh, you know, my local city council, right? This will be a way to do that. This will be a way to do it. Right, let's see. Carrie's trying to call back. Let's try. Let's see if this works. Carrie. Hey, she's back. Hi. So for anyone who didn't see the beginning, uh, I'm in Priest Lake, Idaho. There's a storm happening here. I'm in one of the few places that still has power, that has a generator. And apparently it just went down for a second, but it's back. <laughs> Apologies. Well, you missed a super chat for your joy. Someone gave us five pounds, okay. I think it was, for your joy. So um, do you want to do you want to continue where you were going or I was just going through some super chats while you were gone so I can keep doing that if you want. Yeah. 
why don't you pull those up? But I just want to finish my thought, which is that the people who've been the most critical and the most successful, I would say the most successful critics of this ideology are on the left. They're not on the right anyway. So if you look at people like Brett Weinstein, I mean, he's a progressive. Um, James Lindsay, I would call, I mean, he's a liberal. Yeah. Um, Jordan well, Peterson, myself. It's not, it's, not, uh, it's not people from the right. So they're trying to say that those who are criticizing it are on the right, which is wrong. They're also trying to say they're, they don't know anything about critical race theory, which is absolute nonsense. I mean, yeah. look, at, look at James Lindsay's website, New Discourses. It's nothing but an expose on critical race theory. He's got a yeah. new book out called Cynical Theory. I mean, the name that comes to mind also here is, uh, <clears throat> is uh, Michael Rechtenwald, who... Uh, I Carrie Carrie couldn't make it, but I had a chance to speak with him recently. And we'll put that episode out. He has a PhD in postmodernism. Basically, he was a professor for <laughs> decades. Like he worked, in, like he is an yes. expert in postmodernism, he, and and he was a Marxist, and like he is an he was an expert in all of this. He was totally bought in, not only bought in, but like got it at a level that none of the people you're talking to that are arguing with you will are even approaching his level. Like he had a PhD basically in social justice. And right. he's not on the, I mean, now he's quote on the right yeah. because he pushes back against it. But yeah, this is not a, this is not a, oh, you just have to go to university and then you'll be educated and understand. Yeah, I pushed it. For, so I was indoctrinated into a college and I pushed it for two decades. I preached it. I was an evangelist, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, how, how are you going to say, I don't know what it is. Anyway, that, it okay, like the, the uh, it, it reminds me of the, I think I mentioned this on Friday, it reminds me of the Antifa people who are like, they don't understand that Antifa is anti-fascist. I'm like, they don't, you mean they don't understand the, like the very, very dumb top level thing? They don't understand the acronym? I, I think maybe they do. They just know what's underneath it. And you're the dumb one who doesn't know what's underneath it. Maybe consider that. <laughs> Oh, they don't understand. Anti-racism is anti-racism. See? Now do you understand? <laughs> they don't understand that critical race theory is just critical race oh. theory. <laughs> <laughs> They're so dumb. All right, let's do some more uh, Super Chat. Uh, Clutch McDog Doogie. Clutch McDougal. Oh, McDougal, sorry. Clutch McDougal. Thank you, Clutch McDougal. I was going to vote for Trump previously... But going against CRT gave me something positive that I'm willing to say about him in public. Yeah, right? Right, there's something you can point to that's actually not even a minor thing. It's a major, major thing. Yeah. It's, Tomsky. Uh, it's huge. It's, it's huge. huge. Yes. Uh, Tomsky999. Uh, thank you. Another five pounds. Uh, this is, I think Tomsky is responsible for your previous joy, Carrie. Uh, they are already saying that this proves that Trump only fights for white America. Right. Of course they are. Yeah. See, he's racist because he's against anti-racism. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, by the way, for, for anyone who tries to say that to you guys when you're pushing back against this, this ideology is racist against everyone. It's extraordinarily condescending and racist towards anyone who's not white. I mean, that should be your first point. <laughs> yeah. It's not just that it's racist towards white people. It is especially racist and condescending towards anyone who's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Allison S. Allison S. Thank you, Allison. She says, vote in person. Please don't trust mail-in voting. Yeah. I don't want to vote in person. Uh, and by the way, I can never thought I would be telling people to vote. 
I like haven't voted. I hadn't voted for decades. I'm like totally one of these protest don't vote uh, people. The system sucks, but we are in a culture war, and there's one person fighting it. One. And yeah, he's a little bit orange. Okay. Um, all right. One, you mean one can one candidate? One, one candidate, candidate, yes. Uh, Andrew Joiner. Um, thank you, Andrew. Andrew says Trump may be an a hole, but he is our a hole. Right. Right, exactly. And again, I don't, you don't have to agree with all of his stuff. It's the, you th- ask yourself, what's the biggest thing happening today? What's the biggest existential threat to American society? It's not some piece of legislation or healthcare or whatever. What it is, <laughs> it's critical race theory. Basically. It's, it's social justice ideology. It's the Marxist, that's the biggest threat. Cemetery of choice, thank you, Cemetery of choice. Want to keep that fat federal contract? Gotta scrap your wokeness. Hear us, Boeing, Coca-Cola. How about Amazon? Didn't they have a $600 million contract, dollar contract with the CIA? Hmm, maybe scrap oh, your wokeness. Great, great point. By the way, what a conflict of interest because Bezos owns Amazon and the Washington Post. He has a government contract with the CIA. I just have a, pro- I have a problem with that. Well, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I, I think uh, yeah, this is a longer discussion. We're in more of a plutocracy than than a kind of free market system. And, and one of the reasons is that we have these huge companies with, with relationships with the government. And it's, you know, you got to ask yourself, is there not conflict of interest here? Right. What what large media corporation has an incentive to tell the government to to to, to argue that we shouldn't go to war, for example? Wars are more things to, you know, write news stories about, and they're exciting, and they, you know, large companies like regulation generally is because they get to help write it, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, all right. Mr. Biggles, with, I can't, the Definity logo gets me every time. Mr. Biggles, thank you. Uh, Mr. Biggles says, will be really interesting because bloggers and mainstream news are going to rush to defend CRT, but in doing so, they now have to try to say what it really is without using surface word, words like diversity. <laughs> yeah, they might have to. I wonder if they're just going to try and ignore it. Do you think they'll just ignore this memorandum? I don't know. I, that's why I was going to ask you how if you think it has any teeth. Well, I mean, it, it could definitely have. I mean, I, I don't know about teeth. I don't know how the federal government works exactly, but I imagine it, sh- it could work. Uh, uh-oh, she's gone again. But to answer her question... Even though she's not here. Uh, I don't know if they'll ignore it. Okay, let's do some more Super Chats. James S. James S. says, At 175 boat Northern Illinois Trump boat parade on Sunday, I saw a nice Trump flag, Trump 2020. No more BS with BS spelled out. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Well, we'll get into some of those parades and stuff that have been happening because obviously that that was the instigating... I don't. I'm not blaming the parade. I'm just saying that was the thing that Antifa reacted to in Portland when they when they went and killed uh, Jay Danielson, uh, Aaron 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 Jay Danielson. All right, let's see. Richard Pets another super chat. Thank you, Richard. Richard says, "Hi, Carrie. I'm sending over Equality Seven Twenty Five Twenty One to fix the power outages you're experiencing." I don't think she'll get that reference, Richard. I I wish she would. Um, but I don't think she's read. I don't think she's read that book, so I don't think she'll get there. Powers out again. She 
she sent me a signal message. So we'll continue without her for a little while. But uh, that's a reference to those of you who don't know. That's a reference to Anthem, which is a nice short uh, Rand novel that my daughter really liked a couple years ago. She was probably eight or nine when she read it. It's not like inappropriate for kids. It's easy to read. Um, it's kind of uh, set in a science fiction future and, uh, you know, kind of obvious beats you over the head with an obvious point, but, uh, is still worth reading. It's a fun, it's a fun little book. I, I like it. All right. While we're waiting for Carrie, let's do some other stuff. I mentioned, uh, actually, no, she wants to hear about Snowden. So I'll say, I'll, I'll do the Portland attack thing. I mentioned the Portland attack stuff. Um, and we talked about this guy, um, the, on Friday, we talked about this guy, Michael Reinhold, who who was committed blue suicide, basically, uh, and and got himself killed in, in Washington after a warrant was issued for his arrest. And at the time, I said what I often say, oops, here comes Carrie. Let's try again. Hold on here. Gary's back. Gary, you're back. Yeah. Did you do super chats? I did super chats. I was about to start another story, but I cannot. Um, we can keep going. I can, or I can start a story that I know you are interested in. So either one. What do you want to do? Uh, you know what? I just want to talk about this really briefly mm-hmm. because who knows if I'll my if I might lose power completely. Yeah, please. Uh, we were talking about how a lot happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I do want to get to the Snowden thing, but personally, do you have that Twitter screenshot that I sent you? Oh yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> Carrie would like to talk about a meme because <laughs> it's funny. Actually, it's a funny meme. Oh, let's yeah, let's do the meme first, and then we'll do the screenshot. Oh, the you meme mean the meme? Oh, just... and then, oh yeah. Sorry, you meant the other screenshot. Well, here's the meme, which is just great. Uh, so why don't you tell people what I, it is for anybody yeah, listening? For the for the listening audience, it's uh, it's a picture of two trains that were looks like they were merging onto the same track at the same time and ended up hitting each other. So it's a literal train wreck. And uh, the train on the left is labeled white supremacists. The train on the right is labeled critical race theorists. And the track onto which they were merging is labeled judging people by the color of their skin. So, uh, <laughs> correct him. It's Excellent perfect. Labeling. It's perfect. Yeah, share those guys. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that, so that's I'll, one I'll, thing. I'll share and the then, other thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Carrie, you want to tell so us what this, we're looking at? Yeah. I, so since I, since I walked away from social justice ideology and a couple years ago, I've been called a Russian bot a few times, but it's usually by random people. You know, and anybody who's part of Walkaway gets called that. It's usually by random people. This surprised me only because it was coming from a professional. This is Abi Rahman. He's the communications director of the Democratic Party in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was a rando. I couldn't believe when you told me who this guy was. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. It kind of blew my mind because I think this was only like – the second response to me that he made. I mean, he went there so fast. You're, he says, he says, you're not a liberal. You're a Russian bot. <laughs> Good luck with your efforts. We'll see who's right in November, uh, which was something he kept repeating about 
we'll see who's right in November. I, I don't really care about his boasting. I was going to say, it, I don't, it, will we? I think we'll see who wins the election. Will we? I don't, that's not the yeah, same thing. It, yeah, it doesn't. This started because I was reading an article about um, about what happened at the walkaway rally in Dallas this weekend where uh, there was uh, BLM protesters uh, attacked some of the walkaway people, some of our friends. And I was reading about it, and in the context of the article, they inter- why did they go to this guy? They went to this guy, got a, a statement from him, the communications director of the Democratic Party in Texas, and he said in the article, he said something to the effect of, if, if, first of all, he said he's not concerned about walkaway, that it's not even on his radar, and then he said, if there is movement, if then it's people walking away from the Republicans to the Democrats. And I just thought that was hilarious because, first of all, he's saying if, so that means he doesn't know. So he's taking a guess, but then he says this, he makes this declarative statement of fact, if there's movement, it's this way, okay. So I just said to him, well, I'm one of the people who walked away. I'm from Texas. I know a lot of people like me. I don't actually know any everyday people who, who are going the other direction. Do you, where are they? I would right. legitimately like to know. And that this was his response to me. Marussia. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I just thought it was interesting. They're in it because it, also it's kind of fascinating what the mind can do, the human psyche. It's in such denial that it's easier for you to think that I'm not a real person than it is for you to grapple with what I'm saying or why I left or even to be curious about why I left. You know? It's weird. You know what's also just, I don't know if it's depressing or funny, or maybe both. Our enemy is so pathetic at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like zombies, yes. right? Where it's like, you're slow and dumb, and yet we do feel threatened by you because there's so many of you. But at, at the end of the day, it's not like the enemy is anything to be feared. It's not like they're, they're these intellectual ninjas. They're retarded. They're just, they're just, yeah. so just, this, they're so stupid. Pathetic is a word that came to mind for me. There were several words, but pathetic came to mind. I thought, this is such a pathetic response. I mean, out of all the, they, they, they usually go to ad hominem, right? They'll call you an idiot. They'll call you stupid. They'll call you a racist. They'll call you whatever. But to say you're not even real, to say that you're a robot is just right. pathetic. Right. It's, it's just really weak. <laughs> It's really weak. These are the people we're losing to? Come on. Right. <laughs> it's just really, really weak. I don't know. <clears throat> so, anyway, thanks for letting me pop that up there. That no, no, funny. no. I think that was good. And I, like I said, I, when, when I saw this tweet thing and I didn't realize who he was, and I was like, ah, it's just some rando calling her a bot. That's fine. No. Uh, no. <laughs> by the way, by the way, look at his specific job. Director of communications. Right. Right. For the this Democratic is- Party. This is how to talk to people to get them to vote Democrat. <laughs> in Texas, yeah. Someone's saying careful, okay. Carter, and they're very, oh, because I used the word ninja. Relax, ninja kitty. Um, all right, should we go, should we do, I just want to really quickly talk about this because uh, I think it's important. And so seven years ago, Edward Snowden, divulged some information, fled. He's now hanging out in, in Russia, actually. Uh, 
in Moscow, I think. And it turns out what he presented was, hey, the government is collecting phone call information, when, where, uh, who you're calling, and they're storing this, not with warrants, but just for everyone, all for all time, so that they can go back and mine it later if necessary. And the top government officials at the time, of course, we all know the Edward Snowden story, and the top government officials at the time said, no, 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 we would never, we would never do such a thing. The deep state is fake news. Uh, we don't do that, right? Um, and of course, then it became obvious that they were actually doing that. Like, oh, no, this, this is real. Uh, they are. So then they fell back on, yeah, but there's lots of terrorists, scary terrorists. We wouldn't have caught the scary terrorists if we hadn't done this. Give up your rights. Scary terrorists. Uh, well, uh, Snowden just had a little bit of indication. I wish that Trump would pardon the guy. Uh, and I think Trump's got reason to pardon him. Uh, well, he had reason before, but now he's got an excuse to pardon him. If you look at what happened last week, <clears throat> the Ninth Circuit of Appeals in the U.S. has ruled that the program that was exposed by Edward Snowden, the surveillance program, was in fact illegal and possibly unconstitutional. So that's wow. all. That's all that there is to the story. There's not a lot of detail here, but it's still a very significant story because this is the this is the justification if you were worried about how you would be perceived in pardoning someone Trump uh this is the justification for it. And I know at the time that Snowden it's weird that we're now considered on the right, Carrie, because I remember when Snowden was, when this happened, I was like, yay, Snowden. And a lot of people uh, on, on the, the right, left. well, a lot of people on the left were also yay, Snowden, right? Yes. But people on yes. the right were like, bad, bad, he's a traitor. Uh, although, actually, one of the things that Hillary Clinton could have done to make me like her a little bit was, was jump on the left bandwagon and say Snowden wasn't a traitor, but she didn't even do that. He was, she said he was a traitor too. So, um, you know, look, the, the right was all, he's a traitor, he's a traitor. And, and here's the thing. It's now been demonstrated, not only was this illegal and possibly unconstitutional, I mean, we knew this anyway, but it's been, it's been agreed by a court. Uh, it's also the very top people involved were lying about it. So you want a society in which Actually, what you want is a society in which if someone whistleblows internally and tells their boss, I think what we're doing here is unconstitutional, that the boss takes it seriously and stops the thing, right? And that like this becomes elevated to the right people and it gets shut down. But what we have is a deep state in which he has no one to go to all the way up to the top. They're all lion sacks of S, right? I don't want to have Marie Busky have to put money in the, in the swear jar. They're all lying. They're all covering this up. They're all like doing this illegally, not caring. He has no one to go to. You want a country in which a, a whistleblower can expose the information that is, they can expose activities that are unconstitutional and illegal that the deep state is doing. You want to reward those people. You want a culture of that. Um, and, you know, I, you could have some standards that are like, well, did you try to go to anyone first? Okay, fine. Um, 
was it actually illegal and unconstitutional, you know, or did it turn out that it wasn't, right? Those can be, you can, you can have some standards so people just aren't divulging secrets left and right, but this is good. This guy's a hero. This guy was a hero. He, he's been in exile now for as long as he worked for, he worked for seven years for the state and he's well, been in exile for seven years. I have a question. So there's a few people in chat, including Elizabeth, who are saying that, that he's a traitor because there were several legal channels he could have gone through. I admit that I'm pretty naive about this. So yeah. what is your opinion on that? Um, I think he, I don't know. So I don't know the details of whether he even tried to go through those channels, but I think we are in a state at which he correctly ascertained that no one above him gave a crap about this. And that's clear. So whether or not he tried them or he just knew, uh, I don't really care. We needed to know this and this information is vital and uh, it's unconstitutional. I'm sick of the government doing this. I don't know why conservatives aren't sick of this. You all are like, ooh, the Patriot Act. Let's give up some freedoms. Some towers got bombed, so let's just destroy our entire freedoms. Like, wh how is that conservative? Where are you, conservatives? Why are you all about this authoritarian state? I don't want an authoritarian left, and I sure as hell don't want one on the right either. Like, why are you not sticking up for our, our freedoms and individual it, rights? Where are you? Why are you all like, he's weird. a traitor? It's weird. It's like the, it's like the right was okay with us giving up freedoms and, and rights for the Patriot Act because of terrorism. And the left is okay with us giving up freedoms and rights because of a pandemic, uh, uh, which <laughs> yes. has been grossly manipulated and yeah. overblown. But they agree on giving up our freedoms and rights. And by the way, someone in chat correctly says, do you think he'd still be alive if he'd gone through those channels? The legal channels are full of swamp. Yes. And I would say, I would say it, you know, in a different world, you could say, well, he had to at least try, blah, blah, blah. In this world, I think the evidence is pretty clear that it's swamp all the way up. And so I don't really care whether he tried to go through the swamp or not. He intuitively knew and was correct that it was swamp all the way up. So he, at, at the end of the day, he had no recourse but to release this. And even when he did, they didn't admit it. They still lied. It's not like they said, hey, oh my gosh, this is wrong. I can't believe it. You should have gone through the proper channels, Edward. That was very bad, but wow, thanks for exposing this. They lied. No, we're not doing that. They're just, it's all, it's all a swamp. And you're right, the guy probably would have been killed. He, or he would have been killed and he would have killed himself, right? Um, he would have been Epstein. So look, I, I don't blame the guy at all. And I think I would rather have people like Edward Snowden than people who are supporting the loss of our freedoms, um, whether you're on the left or the right. I don't, and someone says Snowden's a leftist. Yeah, maybe. I'm not, I'm not saying vote for Snowden. I'm not saying he's the best guy in the world. I'm saying for this act, this act was heroic. And this act, he should yeah. be pardoned for his behavior with respect to this. That's what I'm saying. Um, all right. Let's do some super chats before we get out of hand. Oh. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll rant too much. <laughs> Tina Fisk, thank you, Tina. Uh, just sending some love. Thanks, Tina. Uh, another thank you, one. Thank Tina. Hello. Carrie is the cutest Russian bot ever. <laughs> Isn't she, though? Somebody Those Russian says, bots are getting uh, good. 
That's a, that's a great deep yeah, well, fake you got going on there. They built me in the 70s when things were built to last. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mandy. Thank you, Mandy. Mandy says, I'll cover for approximately five cuss words for Carter. Use them wisely. Carrie can cuss for free. <laughs> hey. Thank you, Mandy. <laughs> Marie Busky thanks you because I just make I'll, she'll go broke if she always has to pay for my swearing and uh, Brendan a lot of people saying, are saying there's a good Joe Rogan interview with Snowden I haven't actually watched that one but I'd actually like to get Snowden on our show I don't know if we're big enough yeah. to do that now but I, I, I'm going to reach out I think I might have reached out to him alright uh, Brendan uh, Brendan McWalters, thank you, Brendan. Brendan says, if he had lawyered up instead of running after going to the press, he would have gotten pardoned by now. Political reality, because he ran and ended up in Russia, he's never going to get pardoned. Maybe, maybe lawyering up would be good, although I don't blame him for not knowing who to trust. Um, I don't, I, like, I, I really don't blame him. I can't imagine having the entire apparatus of the deep state against you uh, a, as heavily as he does still i'm surprised he's still alive even though he's in russia um yeah so <sighs> all right i was going to talk about one other thing before when uh you left carrie but uh if you don't have anything else i want to bring it up now bring it up now um so we talked about uh michael reinhold um as the guy who Remember, he was the guy who shot uh, Jay Danielson, I think was his name, in um, in Portland, the Trump supporter in Portland. And oh, at the time, yeah, okay. and, and then he committed blue suicide. He, he ran across state lines and got into a firefight with the cops um, and lost. Uh, and at the time, and I'll, I still stand by this, it was the right analysis, I was a little bit careful about saying, it was definitely an execution because I couldn't see from the video, and I'm I'm using the own I'm only using the evidence that I look at and to make those calls. So I don't want to, you know, I didn't want to say that I that it looked like he was definitely not acting in self defense or whatever. But more information has come out, and I think it's much more uh, likely that this was intentional murder, and that this was premeditated. And it was planned, and uh, which I guess is wow. the same thing. And they were looking for a Trump supporter. So I'm going to read to you. I'm going to show you a couple things. Um, one is this is the warrant that was out for his arrest. Now, granted, these are accusations, but there's there's a story that's being told here, and I think the story matters um, because there's evidence. So this is uh, he's suspect number one in this warrant, right? And just so you know okay. what we're looking at here, Circuit County of State of Oregon, Mult- Multnomah County. Um, this is a this is a warrant for his arrest. So, um, interestingly enough, we see something here that kind of changes this narrative that he was trying to protect people. So, okay, so he he gets the gun from his son. He says, sell me the gun for a quarter pound of, and $100. I'm getting tired of this shit. I need a piece now. So he had previously been arrested for gun violations. Then the surveillance video from the Moda Tower, which is located right near the scene, uh, this surveillance video emerged. 
And what you can see from the surveillance video, we're gonna walk through it. And I know this might be a little bit, here I'll make it a little bit bigger, make it easier to see for people. Okay, so this is Reinhold. Um, there's, this is actually another accomplice and another person. There's probably three or four, maybe even more people involved in this. And, and back here also is, is Daniel and his friend Pappas, and you'll see them in a minute. So, but this is Reinhold. He's walking in front. And actually, he was walking with this woman, and she stopped and stuck, stood against the wall so she could observe these people, and these people are also with them. So there's at least four. Okay? So he turns and he goes, so he ducks around. He's going to duck around this corner and hide here. So he ducks around that corner, and there's Reinhold standing there now. He's, he's ducked behind this corner, and here's Danielson, the guy who was killed, and here's his friend Pappas. And here is, you can see the girl that uh, Reinhold had been walking with who was standing against the wall. She now joins kind of this pack. She's kind of following these two. And these two are continuing to walk. And you'll see next, here, the, this woman is looking at Danielson, where they just went. This guy is turning to make eye contact with Michelson. And so they've been following these guys. They've identified their target. He's turning to say, come on. At this point, Michelson gets activated and comes. And these guys, she breaks away eventually. And these two guys are there at the shooting. Um, and, and this is a picture of after the shooting. You can see that one guy running and Michelson running away. Now, remember Kyle, remember Kyle stayed around for, uh, to talk to the cops. I had to shoot someone in self-defense. Not that, this didn't happen at all here. Now, I'd like to actually go and show you another, uh, where is it? Hold on here. I wanna show you another account of this. Yeah, I can't find it. Um, I'll just read it to you. I think I can find it somewhere else. So the other thing that is interesting about this is there are there was a video that was released that um, someone transcribed some of the audio. And what you can hear happening, here it is. What you can hear happening, I'm gonna actually pull this, I'm gonna, I'll show this. This is, um, I don't know if you, everyone follows this person, but uh, do you know Carlos Osueda, Osueda is on Twitter. This is just a, yes. this is an unrolled yeah. thread from Carlos. Going to the same thing. So Carlos talks about the same observations as in the warrant, like we just talked about here. But then um, Carlos also talks, he talks about the possibility that this black car was involved because in the video, you can see that the people who, the, the guy who was shot, there's this black car here, maybe keeping them in this area. Um, so that's not clear. But more importantly, there's this video. And this video captures the shooting but you don't see it, you only hear it. And what you hear is, you hear the first male voice say, move, move, move. And then the second one say, hey, enemy, I don't know if it's club, I, this, Carlos thinks it's enemy club, I don't know if that's right, I hear a word, but I'm not sure what it is. Enemies over there, we got a couple right here. Him, pull it out, right here, hissing sound and gunshots. Um, and then so a female yells, knocked him off, and then someone else yells, go, go, go. This sounds like 
and attack. Here's some other things you hear. I'm good. I don't need you, any of you guys to help. All right. Come on. We got to go. We can't have a scene, man. Might have just left in the car. Trying to shoot, I mean. You always take it. Move, move, move. And then the part that I just read. So there is something happening here that looks and smells an awful lot like a an intentional planned execution probably in response to Kenosha um, by Antifa members who were just looking to find some Trump supporter that they could murder. Now, there were reports that the bear spray or pepper spray happened first. The pepper spray can was shot, um, so it was deployed. It was out. Um, but uh, there's conflicting reports. I've seen some reports that say there was a shot and then the spray and then another shot. Um, it's not not clear. But if a guy's walking to up, up walking up to you with a gun out, which which may have been happening here, deploying pepper spray if that's what you got on you might be might be the right next move or it might sound like the right next move to do. So um, this is a part of a longer story, which is that I think Antifa is getting more sophisticated. Um, And to that end, I want to share another quick article here. We're going to have this guy, I think tomorrow, probably we're going to talk to this person. Um, not, it won't be live. We're going to talk to NC Scout tomorrow, likely. So I just want to happen. Have you got? Have you seen this video where this mob beats on these guys and spits on them? And and have you seen this? No, I haven't. All right. Well, uh, here I'll play. I'll play a little bit of it just for a moment here, with some sound. So there's four guys in a group here, and and they're being chased in Portland. You can see strobe lights, they're getting spit on, hit with a bat a little bit, pushed over. All right, so lot going on there. One of the guys involved in this has spoken out. And uh, I just want to tell you something that you may not realize. First of all, these guys aren't wimps. These guys that you see getting spit on and thrown around, they're not just being wimpy. Um, They are, at least a couple of them are from they have military backgrounds. One of them was in the uh, in, in the Marines and part of the 1st Light Armored Reconnaissance Battalion. He was on tour uh, in the late, early to late 2000s, then part of the Department of Defense. Uh, he was with other people, uh, other also two of the guys with me here, he says, one of which is a Bronze Star. It's a Medal of Valor. The other a Purple Heart recipient. So these aren't... These aren't soy boys running away from getting spit on. They all had pistols on them. They were all carrying pistols. And I just want to read you what this guy says. We were all carrying pistols as well. Opportunity, ability, and jeopardy. 
we were in a deadly force situation and we could easily articulate the use of deadly force. But they had pepper sprayed us. They were using industrial strobe lights on us, etc. We couldn't positively ID our target and what lied beyond it. They did a great job of taking our situational awareness away. It was fucking incredible. And he goes on to describe later what's going on. And, and, and he says, hey, like people would have said, hey, well, why wouldn't you shoot? They're, they're impeding your movement with bats. And I would have thought that I would shoot, but I didn't. And here's why. But in all the training that I've been through my life, I've never been in one where the first five seconds of the scenario, you're blinded with a strobe light and sprayed with pepper spray. That, it's harder. Yep. There's, There's a, a weird, weird clicking, clicking sound, sound happening. happening. Oh, really? And now I'm, I'm also, also echoing. Is that? And I thought I, yeah, I thought I was the only one that could hear it, and then I saw people in the chat. All right, I think that it so should go be ahead. gone. It should be gone. It's the it's the one of the computers like disconnected it. Uh, so he says, but in all the training that I've been through my life, I've never been in one where the first five seconds of the scenario, you're blinded with a strobe light and sprayed with pepper spray. That changes everything. They were throwing these rocks from 15 feet back in the crowd. You couldn't see who the fuck threw it, etc. things like that. It's just a good uh, talking point for guys that carry concealed, but you need to think through all these different scenarios. They chased us for 11 city blocks. They had a convoy of about 25 vehicles that cut us off at the next intersection. They had scouts on the corner with radios. They had a drone following us. They had a bullhorn calling us Nazis, and the crowd was following a red strobe light that was up in the air on a stick. So they would announce Nazis, and then people would follow the red strobe light. This, the reason that this is important, I think, is probably obvious. Antifa's getting pretty sophisticated here. This is a pretty sophisticated attack. Um, and it's not, this isn't like a couple random guys getting violent. This is someone who's figured out, they've figured out how to control and point the mob appropriately. And they don't have to actually plan what to do, but they figured out how to like take the, the energy of the mob and, and focus it on an individual. Yeah. Um, and that is extremely you know, you know dangerous. What? You know why this is happening is because we are now in a hundred, what, what is it? A hundred straight days of riots in these cities that have unfortunately democratic governors, cities, yep. democratic mayors who are not allowing the police to do their job. They should have been arresting these people from the beginning, you know, bring in the paddy wagon, round them up and show that this is not going to be tolerated. The rioting, the arson, the Molotov cocktails, the targeting people for violence, that's not protesting. And the media is carrying water for them and calling it peaceful protesting when we all know it's not. They're gaslighting us. They're trying to get us to believe that we're crazy, that we're not seeing what we're seeing. But this is gonna, they've had time to evolve. Yes. They're pretty crappy when it comes to tactics and training, but they've, what, they've had 100 days out there to evolve. And that's because the officials aren't doing anything and nobody's yeah. following the rule of law in these cities. Well, and you saw in Rochester this weekend, you saw, um, you saw Antifa use tactics that were clearly taken from Hong Kong uh, with respect. They were using uh, umbrellas and shields and leaf blowers to, against the tear gas. Like they had evolved um, like yeah. – 
you saw some of the evolution from Hong Kong and Portland and now in, in Rochester, New York. Um, you're seeing them learn the tactics and evolve here. And the thing is... The terrorists... Let me say, somebody in the chat says, first of all, how are they not classified as terrorists? They are terrorists. And the Obama administration, the Department of Homeland Security, declared Antifa a terrorist organization. So I don't understand why this is being allowed to happen. And somebody else says, well, in some places they have been arresting them, but the DA doesn't follow through with the charges. Which, why is the DA not following through with the charges? Like, we need people to do their jobs. Right. Sorry, I had to turn on the AC. It's getting super hot in here. So if you hear a background noise, that's what that is. Um, right. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And I think the thing is, you want the police, right? I mean, a lot of people on the right are like, oh, I, we, we, need a, we need the police, which I, I get. That's fine. But we don't need these police. These police aren't doing anything. And I'm not saying it's their fault necessarily, but they're being ordered not to do stuff. But we don't need police that don't protect you and do protect Antifa. That's not what we need. That's not what we need. And, and they'll make some token arrests when they need to. Um, and then the DA will just drop it anyway. Like, let's include the DA as part of the policing system, right? We don't need that kind of a policing system that stands by while you get attacked. You know, the guy in this article mentioned um, they were there actually to apply for, one of them was there to apply for a job uh, for the police and they talked to some police beforehand and they talked to some police afterwards and it turned out that there were some police that were kind of there watching the whole thing and he said why didn't you help and the cop just laughed at him he's like well we'd have had our asses kicked if we like would be running with you um they're they're just not they're not actually standing up and and you know uh, maybe they're not given the resources they're not given the directive to but we don't need a policing system that stands by and lets this kind of stuff happen and then doesn't support you and then actually prosecutes you when you shoot back in self-defense or do anything to self to defend yourself i don't understand why and well and the thing that here's the thing that bothers me you got the left being authoritarians uh, they're basically rioting and burning and saying get rid of the police but they what they want is explicit authoritarianism i mean they're they're trying to in, implement authoritarianism and and then you've got the people on the right a lot of whom are looking at this going no we need to give the police we need more policing, um, which is like, okay, so we're getting authoritarianism either way. Thanks, guys. We don't need more policing. We just need the police to do the thing they were supposed to do. The one thing they're supposed to do, stop people from doing violence, like react to violence. Go do that. That's the one thing we care about. Don't let people burn, riot, loot, hurt other people. Those are the actual jobs of actual police. Not to sit around and cite, like, issue citations for people not wearing masks. Uh, real police, that's what they do. And if they're not going to do that, what the hell do we need the police for? All they're doing is prosecuting people like Kyle. So I, this, this, the thing that scares me is that the establishment, both sides of the establishment are just going to use this to jack up authoritarian power. They're on the, the right, they're just going to say we need more militarized police to take care of these riots, which we are intentionally letting get out of control and riot so that we need more authoritarian policing um and i'm i suspect that maybe even the leftist in this I, I don't know but maybe the the leftists in charge of these cities like the rioting because they actually they want more militarized police in some way to implement their authoritarianism there and so they know that if they they can they can get a twofer 
they can stand by and say, yes, we support the rioting. Yes, because the system's racist. Go ahead, overthrow, blah, blah, blah. And then they can also uh, capitalize on the results of the riot, which is, wow, this is really, uh, really vicious and violent. I guess we need some more police, don't we? Um, so I don't know. I, th this is, to me, we're clearly just... This is two, two sides of authoritarianism marching hand-in-hand in hand together. And I'd, I would love to have some police that actually policed. Um, but that, that means going after Antifa. Okay, um, so well, here's something that's happening, I think. I don't know if you saw this, but Portland, of course, the mayor, Ted Wheeler, and the governor, Kate Brown of Oregon, have woefully failed the people of their city and the people of their state. They're not doing anything about the rioting. And now, and they've, they've also are rejecting federal assistance and uh, because they hate Trump so much, they can't take, they can't accept, be seen accepting help from the federal government. So I don't know if you saw this, but Kate Brown basically put out this plan where she said they were gonna call in police from neighboring towns to come to Portland. Did you see this? Uh, no, I didn't see that. Okay, so she put out this plan saying they're going to bring in police from other neighboring towns, and the police in the t neighboring towns said no. <laughs> said, no, thanks. Sorry. Um, yeah, listen to this. The sheriff's offices in those counties, however, said Tuesday that they have yet to be consulted and had no plans to send personnel into Portland. A statement from the Clackamas County Sheriff's Office said that the solution was stricter policies, not more resources. And they basically they're they're stating the truth, which is that, hey, sending our officers there is not going to help you. The problem is that you're not allowing the officers who are there to do their job. So why would we send our officers to your city to be yeah, attacked, that's a good question to be possibly, um, at, you know, to put themselves at risk of a lawsuit because you're not allowing them to do their job. So why would we send you personnel when it's a policy problem? And right. I thought that was amazing that the neighboring towns said, nope, no, thank you. I'd say we'll not no. be helping. Why would I want to send my <laughs> yeah. police into that? Uh, it's a lose. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's nothing you gain out of that. You know, someone in chat uh, kind of, I think sarcastically was like, so defund the police then? I like kind of like, I'm not totally against the idea in these major cities. Like, I, I don't know what the police are doing. Right. And like, I'm I'm almost of the mindset. I mean, not totally, but I'm almost of the mindset of like just let the leftist blue dots collapse in on themselves. If that's what they're going to do, like draw a line around them. Don't send your cops there. Get your get your ass out, and let them implode. I don't like. I don't know what what else to do. If if the people there, if this is what they want, and they're going to simultaneously support rioting, but but also support the police not stopping the rioting, and like having to please stand there and like i don't know i defund everything just let them collapse let them collapse let them sort it out because i don't there's no solution in this direction there, there's no solution in the direction of more rioting and uh and and going having the police crack down and be authoritarian which is i think what they want uh some of them i i don't want to live in those cities that are like that either right so just do your job. Just arrest people for breaking the law and prosecute them. How hard is that? Right, they could that? just do that. That's, 
Yes. Part of the reason why you prosecute people, I, I saw there was somebody else saying, uh, maybe it was in New York, they were saying, well, the reason that we're not prosecuting is because we don't have the resources to prosecute all of those people that we're arresting. Okay, the point of prosecuting them is so that fewer people engage in this behavior because you're showing that there are consequences. As long as you're not prosecuting, there are going to be more people engaging in this. You have to make an example of people. Well, and look, I, the idea that they don't have resources, I just, I, these are the same mayors who are telling cops to go issue citations for not wearing a mask. Like, what do you mean you don't have resources? Take resources away from some of the crap that you do that's completely counterproductive and useless and devote them to actually arresting people who are beating people with baseball bats. And I mean, all so, the stuff we saw in that video says, is assault, all of it. Sorry, go ahead. Somebody said, if you have 30, 30 cops and 1,500 rioters, what do you expect them to do? Here's what I expect them to do. They should have started at the very beginning before we got to 1,500 rioters. They should have arrested people and prosecuted them at the beginning. They let this grow and get out of control, and now they don't know what to do about it because they have tied the police, the local police, the Portland police's hands, and not allowed them to do their job. That's why this has escalated. And they need to start, and instead of saying, send us more police officers, you know, and weaken your town's defense and give us your people, your personnel. They need to fix their policies and let the police do what they should have been doing from the beginning. And hey, maybe, maybe if you only have 30 cops, accept the federal assistance that's being offered to you. I, th I think you could still deal with it with 30 cops because what you do, there's, there's video after video after video of assault. You, you, you focus on arresting the people that are caught, like when you have evidence, you go arrest that one person. Maybe you don't do it during the riot. You go look at that video and say, okay, let's identify the people who, this guy hit the guy with a bat, this guy spit on him, this guy did this, great. We're gonna go, all those people are gonna go get arrested. We're gonna find out who they are, we're gonna show up at their house, we're gonna arrest them. And we're gonna do that every single day until we get through all of the, the worst elements of those rioters. And people will realize, like first of all, uh, I, people get emboldened when they get away with this. When you, when you show up and you beat someone or you throw a brick, just throwing a brick, got video of someone throwing a brick, arrest them, right? That's assault. So when, when people get away with this, they get emboldened and they come back into the, the community, they come back into the rioters and they say, hey, I just, I've, I've been doing X, Y, and Z and everyone looks at them and like, well, they're not getting in trouble. So maybe I should do X, Y, and yeah. Z. Like no one's getting in trouble. They're not getting in trouble after the fact. Like, yeah, maybe at the moment you can't stand up while they're burning stuff and do anything. But that doesn't mean you can't police. It doesn't mean you can't police you can police after the fact, which is what police do anyway, generally. So there's plenty of they, cell phone evidence. There's plenty of stuff. Embed a few people in the rioters with cell and, phones and take evidence. And do the same. Do the same when they're defacing property. They're defacing statues. They're pulling statues down. They're graffitiing. Don't allow them to All of it. baby. Don't allow them to set up Chaz in the first place. You know, you've encouraged this. And now you're asking local police and other towns to come help you no <laughs> right so right um and you're gonna throw up your hands and say well it's gotten I, out of control i can't do it now it's like well right okay so i agree that i think they've been given time they've been given 100 days where they are becoming more sophisticated in the way that they direct the mob to attack people and yep. we do need to be concerned about that but also they're still grade A morons, a lot of them. And I don't know if you saw the video from Portland of the guys who were trying to throw Molotov cocktails at the police and accidentally set their own legs on fire. Did you see that? There are some moments of beauty in the world. 
can you can you just humor me for one second? People, Twitter went crazy and created a lot of memes. So, so for anyone who didn't see it, this Antifa member set his own legs on fire with a Molotov cocktail that was intended for the police or for a business. Who knows? And he comes running. So which one do you out want to look at? The fire. The very first one I sent you. <laughs> And somebody I saw in the comments on the, 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 there were social justice people who were saying, like, how can you laugh at the pain of others? Or, you know, <laughs> what about the damage caused this guy? It's like, dude, he intended to cause this damage to someone else. Right. He it just accidentally caused it to himself. I, by the way, I didn't turn the music on there. It was the Benny Goodman background music. I guess I could have turned on music, but I didn't want those. Oh, yeah. Turn on the music. Oh, OK. OK. You're going to hear some clicks when it's- I do that for a moment, but. Uh, It'll still work. Hold on. Let's see. Here you go. And go. Okay, okay. We can stop now. <laughs> it is funny. It is funny. It's funny when bat. You're muted, Carrie, I think. Are okay, but that actually wasn't the best one. Can oh. you play the one okay. with. Um, I think I sent you four links. It was you the did. first one. It's the L O Y C E. That was the first one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay, but- so play the second one. Uh, the slow motion one? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> nice background music. All right, here we go. Uh, it's frivolity today, everyone. Here we go. That's pretty good. Yeah. Somebody, somebody says, play the Footloose one. I couldn't find that one, but I did. And I, there was also a really good one with Burn, Baby Burn, Disco Inferno. <laughs> uh, but but the best, this is the third and the last one I'll ask you to play, Carter. Oh, really? We've got to do another one? All right. Wow. You're, this is frivolity today, to. Carrie. This is a lot of yeah. frivolity. The, the uh, La Rosa one or the Carpe Does It Again one? No. Uh, it's the XER one. XER? That was the one we just played. No, it wasn't. The bad XER one. Oh, the one that says, Hello, my honey? That one? Yes, that one. This is, this right, is right. good. <laughs> they put a hat on him and a little cane. <laughs> <sighs> never, say, last one, last one. never say that we don't do intermittent frivolity again on this show. That's all I want to... I want to see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss by water. Baby, my heart's on fire. Hello, my baby. Hello, my... <laughs> okay. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you for that, Carrie. Hey, people needed the laugh. Look, I look, I don't think it's dark to laugh at to laugh at people who intend to evil to others and then do it to themselves by mistake. I think that is a that's a fine, upstanding sense of humor. So I don't think you should feel guilty about that at all. It's all good. <laughs> <sighs> okay, thank you. Sure, let's do some super chats while we're here. Um, <laughs> two A Self Defense Law. Thank you. Two A Self Defense Law says Rittenhouse videos are removed from Facebook. Oh, really? Uh, yet Reinhold videos are not. Michael Strickland laughing at liberals YouTube channel is another self defense miscarriage. <laughs> All right. It's interesting, too, because Rittenhouse actually was acting in self-defense. And it seems like this Reinhold guy was pretty oh, intent on Yeah, thank you for killing. the super chat. I'm sorry. I was still doing residual laughter from the uh, memes. But uh, the the it's true. They did ban. Facebook said they were pulling down, I think, any support of Kyle Rittenhouse. And you know what's weird, Carter? I, they may have corrected this by now. But if you put, if you did a search for Kyle Rittenhouse, Facebook would say, "Sorry, we didn't find any results for that search." You would come up blank. <laughs> but if you, but if you misspelled his name, they hadn't yet fixed the algorithm. The algorithm would say, "Did you mean Kyle Rittenhouse?" And they would pull up all the stuff. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. <sighs> oh, great! Beverly sent us another version of Firelegs. Uh, yes, please. Thank you, Beverly. I was. If you find the burn, baby burn ones in that one. No, but we'll we'll watch this one just because. Okay. Someone also in, in chat says we need even more frivolity, so we'll play this one. Another <laughs> another video. It's really. Okay, here we go. And it's gonna pause. Let's try this again. Let's reload the page. Call me Cuban Pete. I'm the king of the rumba beat. When I play the maracas, I go chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom. Yes, sir, I'm Cuban Pete. I'm the crazy man at the street. When I start to dance, everything goes chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom. <laughs> the senoritas that sing and how they swing with that umbrero, it's very nice. So full of fight. And when the dancing they bring a happy ring that I Dude, stop, okay. drop, and roll. We so, learned this in like kindergarten. Okay, so in the second, in this video, this is the first one where you can actually see what happened afterwards. He ran and then he uh, fell on the ground, and some of his fellow protesters were trying to put him out with, a, I think, a trash can lid. And then You're the very, police came on. over. You're just very close. No, go ahead. Your face was. Oh, okay, sorry, I'll back up. Sorry. Uh, the, then the police came over and offered to help. You can see the police come over in the right gear. Now, again, they were intending on throwing these at the police. The police came over and tried to help, and they were shooed away. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> we're going to let his legs burn for a little while longer. <sighs> yeah. All right, let's do another super chat. Let Freedom Ring America sends us uh, five bucks. Thank you. Let Freedom Ring. Um and says, I've been saying Antifa is much more organized than we think for months. It's good people are realizing what is happening. We need to adapt. Yeah, 
I, I don't think they're organized in the sense of like a top-down organization where they're like you go do this and you go to that. But I do think they are learning tactics and they're guided by um, they're guided by a principle that can kind of push them all in the same direction. And so, like I was like I was describing about the um, the previous video. I don't know that they have like a this is how we're gonna this is who and how is gonna harass this person, but they do have a all right. You guys go put strobe lights on these people and follow them around. You follow him on a drone. You do this. We'll yell Nazi right and like they know that that will mobilize the crowd to do whatever. They're they're learning how to manipulate the crowd, uh, which is pretty dangerous because if you can control if you're the puppet master for a zombie mob, you've got a lot of power. That's that's a pretty dangerous. Uh, skill John John gives us five bucks and says critical as I am of Governor Walt in Minnesota at least he called up the National Guard and State Police to restore order it took a few days but it worked yeah well not everyone watched that I think the leftists I think a lot of the politicians are loving this um all right, two-way self-defense laws again says uh, gives us five bucks and says Carter please send me your Michael Reinhold info I sent you an email. Okay. Uh, you mean the warrant? I'm not sure what you mean, but I'll send. I'll give you whatever whatever I've got. Uh, let's see. I think there's another super chat that I'm missing. Yep, Jordy. Carrie, I think you're muted. Jordy, Jordy, thank you. Jordy says deputizing the state police is something Trump slash the feds did, which will finally sidestep the local DA, which has been cutting these guys loose. Yeah, the DA's offices, the police, it's got to also be if you're actually a cop who's trying to do something good here. And even if you're allowed to go arrest Antifa people, it's got to be pretty demoralizing when the DA just throws it away, um, which I, I think is the problem in a lot of these places. Um, Richard Petz. Uh, Richard Petz says, "Moments of beauty, yes, indeed." Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. I can see these now. I'm gonna do the next Good. few, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please. Um. So coming up next, we have two in a row. Twee girl, thank you, Twee girl. She says the governor and mayors need to end this. Portland is reminiscent of of the October crisis. Pierre Laporte, a politician, was kidnapped and murdered by the FLQ. I was not, I am not familiar with that. I'll have to look that up, but thank you. Why Bother says, there are three things you can watch infinitely, flowing water, burning fire, and oh no, that guy is already in number two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Cynical Theorist gives us a dollar. Thank you, sir. And then Cynical Theorist gives us another super chat and says, why are you using Ed Snowden as clickbait? This man sacrificed a great deal for our country. That's pretty lame. I expect better from you too. I think your super chat's pretty lame. And uh, we regularly put whatever topic we're gonna cover in the artwork. So Carter knew he wanted to talk about Edward Snowden, who if you listen to his commentary about him, he agrees with you. He thinks he sacrificed a great deal for our country. So I don't really care about what you expect from me. You can take that and shove it. Wow, that um, was harsher than I would have been, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would just defend like, just yeah, we want to get our message out. So we intentionally try and find clickbaity things. And it doesn't, 
Uh, we're not selling we the memory of Edward Snowden by pu- he's not even dead. We're not selling selling Ed, 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 Edward Snowden by putting him on uh, a. Uh, in fact, maybe now I'll name the show something about Snowden just to please make do you happy. please do name it um, Snowden. And also, he says I've never seen them post a picture of someone they're discussing. Well, then you haven't been watching us very long. We post pictures of people we discuss all the time, including the guy that was killed in Kenosha. I was going to say Kamala every coffee break, I post a picture yeah. of someone we're discussing. Literally every single one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. Kyle Rittenhouse had his picture on. Uh, the the guy who was shot in in Kenosha had his picture on. Like everyone, literally every coffee break, I do that. So. Uh, but you know what? Start your own podcast, and I'll and I'll wait, and you can make sure to use whatever images you want to use in yours, and I'll choose to watch it or not. Yeah, you're you're being harsher than I would. <laughs> I, I would just I just want to explain to people that there's nothing like. I, do you want this message to get out or not? Do you want people to hear this message or not? If you wanted to hear it, we need to find clickbaity titles, clickbaity images, say clickbaity things sometimes. Not wrong things, but way, things that we by believe the way, in. Hit, let me, let me, no, let me intervene. We don't even do that that often. Like That's we true. We're very bad at being clickbaity. We are very bad at being <laughs> yes. clickbaity. We never go in and say, we destroy and we, de- you know, we never do that stuff. We no. accurately name what we're going to be talking about. That's true. So I think we could stand to do more of that, honestly. Yeah. We're really bad at clickbaity stuff, anyway, actually. Yes. But, it's, anyway, you know, to, to, to advertise the big you. thing that you might be talking about that you think might get clicks is not wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you care about the message and you want the message out, you want more people to hear it. So what you should be doing is suggesting some clickbaity titles for us because we're bad at finding them. So, all right. Yeah, if you have um, – we did. I did think we did uh, Black Holes Matter was kind of fun. That was a fun title. <laughs> We did do that, <laughs> but that's not clickbaity. One. That's just like silly. We do want to. Do, sometimes we have silly titles, and we argue about one. Like I, sometimes I want titles that are totally not clickbaity, but are silly. And Carrie's usually surprisingly Carrie's better at being not silly in the titles. I mean, like it has to be about. Yeah. It has to be something that's in the news that we talk about because Beverly and I both are kind of like. But there's a pun in this title, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love puns, but not in the titles. Yeah. All right. Um, Sebastian. uh, Thank you, Sebastian. Sebastian says, sounds like cynical theorist is just trying to stir up shit. To be honest, he's literally called cynical theorist. That's true. Yeah. Whatever. He can stir up shit if he wants to. Uh, You're welcome to stir up shit, especially if you pay super chats to stir up shit. That's fine. Um, I think your super chat was clickbait. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Actually, maybe we should hire cynical (laughs) theorists to come up with better clickbaity titles. Uh, Locus Mortis. Go ahead. The police should charge the Footloose guy with, quote, use of a deadly weapon and attempted suicide. <laughs> but they don't charge anyone. That's what no. The DA doesn't prosecute. So anyway, yeah. I'm going to have to go soon. Uh, I'm grateful that I've been able to stay on this long without the power going out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, we've, you guys, we have a good run. I know you're going to stay on probably a little bit, but I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. And we have a lot of interviews that are coming out soon. We have a lot of stuff in the can. Thank you again for helping us get to Wisconsin so we could do interviews with folks. And um, if you want to be part of Book Club, you can go to unsafespace.com to our Book Club page. We have two books that we're currently that are listed. The, the one that we're currently reading is Human Diversity by Charles Murray. And the one we're doing next is going to be The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. So I uh, hope you can join us. If you want to subscribe, if you want to financially and support us, you can go to subscribestar.com and look for Unsafe Space, or you can go to unsafespace.com and click on the donate page. 
Excellent. Well, Carrie, I'm not going to stay around for Good very job. long, but I will stay around for just a little bit because there's something I want to think out loud about, uh, and then I'll be done. Okay. But thank you for thank okay. you for uh, making time uh, from your undisclosed location and using backup generator power to join us. We will see you on yeah, Friday. Yeah. Cool. Thank Alrighty. you, guys. Take care. Puppet holes matter. Somebody said. I know. Okay, bye. Oh, you don't know this. Wait, wait. Watch the credits if you can. Someone decided to use puppet holes as the their name their their name in the credits. So that yeah. should be our next T-shirt. Yes, puppet holes. actually, okay. that would be a good T-shirt. All right. Cool. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. Um, let me just do a couple of super chats quickly, um, and then we'll end the show soon. I know we've kept you guys a while, and uh, yeah. All right. Someone says, let's see. Yep, this is the next one. The next one is from Why Bother? Why Bother sends us five pounds, or sorry, five euro, and says, I was thinking exactly that just before the stream. It was called Live Monday. I literally thought that it's too simple. Yeah, so just so you guys know, what I do with the streams generally is I don't really know what the focus is going to be because it's a little bit free form, but I usually have something that I want to talk about, and I usually put an image up about this, at, at least one thing that gets covered. So in this case, it was Snowden. Um, I think the, the, other, the other day it was, uh, um, I don't know, Reinhold or someone, right? Um, and But I leave it as like live Monday or live Friday or whatever. And then after the show's over, we say, okay, let's name it. Um, let's change the, like make, make a title for it and put a description in based on what we talked about. So there's a little bit of postmortem that happens after a show. That's how it goes, but I try not to change the image because I make sure that the image is something that is at least addressed a little bit in the show. Maybe that's too much behind the scenes stuff, but hey, show title suggestions, send them to Ninja Kitty. Uh, I'm bad at naming show title. I'm bad, I'm bad at show title names, so. Uh, all right, another five bucks from Mandy. Carrie is the most sassy Russian bot ever, isn't she? She is, she's a sassy Russian bot. All right, BW85, five bucks. Oregon State cops have been uh, I think I think you mean deputized by the federal government. Rioters arrested by state cops will now face federal charges. The DA can't stand in the way. That's an interesting idea. Um, that's an interesting idea. I mean, part of me just wants to, to let these leftist hellholes just reap their, the, the rewards of their own ideology. But uh, Cecil Charles Official sends us five bucks and says, was literally just a couple months ago that you were at 10K subscribers. You're at 25K now. Lend me some. <laughs> You'll be more. You'll get more antagonists to be expected. That's true. Um, and so, first of all, yeah, we are at 25k. We didn't mention that. That's a, something to celebrate. Um, it's a it's a big deal for us. And uh, I know we're gonna get more. We'll get more haters. We'll get more trolls. We'll get more down votes. That's fine. Uh, neither Carrie nor I have experience with having a lot of a, a large audience ever. So um, there'll be some growing pains probably. But we'll fall for some, we'll fall for some trolling, I'm sure. But yeah, all right. So the last thing I want to talk about, and uh, and then we'll let you uh, we'll let you guys go and and have a good week. But uh, just something I'm I literally just thought about this this morning, and I might be working I'm working this out in real time. So uh, I was thinking about, you know how I always like to go back to philosophy stuff. So there have been philosophers throughout. This is going to relate to some of the 
stuff we're seeing online here. As far back as like Plato, uh, and I think Plato's probably as far. There are some pre-Socratics that I don't think met these criteria, but Plato um, and and many other philosophers have this notion that because you need to perceive re- reality by some physical means, your eyes, your ears, your 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 nose, whatever, um, and because your tools of perception are imperfect, uh, therefore your concept of reality in your head is just an illusion and actual reality is unknowable. And Plato used the, the cave allegory. More recently, Immanuel Kant uh, kind of basically just took Plato's cave allegory and made it academic sounding and wrote a, a tome of gibberish called Critique of Pure Reason. Um, but he calls, he, he labels these things, he calls it the noumenal world and the phenomenal world. And the phenomenal world is what you think uh, you're kind of perceiving, but the noumenal world is was actually there, which is imperceptible. It's impossible to actually know what's true. Now, of course, I think this is a philosophic error, but they want you to believe this, and one of the reasons they want you to believe this is it gets you to distrust your own um, your own cognition, your own tools of cognition, right? It gets you to question your own conclusions and what you think is true, and if they can get you to do that, then they can kind of substitute something else in for that. So, um, you know, they can tell you, well, that's just phenomenal world. In the noumenal world, you have to have Marxism or whatever it is, right? Um, and so, um, but I was thinking about this in, in the context of how Antifa is being presented, how the election stuff is being presented, the, the even Kerry's Russian bot thing is interesting with this respect, um, from this perspective. Online, it's actually, their arguments are actually kind of true, more true online. I mean, so in reality, your tools of perception are your eyes, your ears, right? Your, your, you can, your hands, your whatever, you can feel things, you can smell things, whatever. Um, but online, your tools of perception are literally controlled by people with an agenda. What you perceive, what you actually perceive, the stories that you see, the, the words that you hear, the um, everything around everything around you, the entire reality is actually a construction. It's someone's representation of reality. When you hear this, when people say like, "Well, Twitter's not real life," yes, Twitter's not real life, but it kind of is easy to mistake for real life because they're constructing a representation of real life, and the more people that believe it the more they will act this way. A great example, um, Michael Rechtenwald wrote about this in, um, actually, if you're interested in the subject, this is, this is kind of an interesting book. It's called Google Archipelago. Um, I'll, maybe I'll put it on our page so you can go link to it and uh, we'll get some affiliate revenue. But uh, it's by Michael Rechtenwald and he, um, he talks about this, but there's, they are con- they're constructing like a simulation almost for you online and a great example is this company that he brings up called new knowledge i think they've now changed their name to knowledgey and literally their name's new knowledge so there's an agenda much uh they just as an example and this is just one company one example and we already know by the way we see this our we see this other places snopes clearly has an agenda like the fact checkers have an agenda twitter's fact checkers face with fact checkers right New knowledge, um, they they build themselves as experts in um, 
basically the Russian bot stuff, the narratives, like the, the detecting Russian bots and the influence of Russian bots on Trump's election. And they got caught doing this and no one seems to care. Uh, do you remember Roy Moore the in the Alabama Senate race um, was running for Senate? New knowledge went out and said, oh, look, there's all these Russian bots that are supporting Roy Moore. There's an, there's an attack again. And it turns out, actually, they manufactured the Russian bots. It was an intentional false flag operation that the I think the CEO or one of the officials there later said, well, like, well, I wasn't really knowledgeable about that. That was just a little test we were doing. But they are literally manufacturing stuff and then posing as the experts for y you to understand that stuff. Um, and, you know, by the way, that company, it's 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 supported by, I think, Reed Hoffman's one of the uh, investors or the founder of, of LinkedIn. And um, it's not this isn't some obscure thing. It's it's got connections. It's got government contracts with, I think. Uh, crap, is it often some city? It's, there's there's uh, government contracts to, to help them manage cyberspace. Right. So this kind of stuff is happening all around you. And I don't want to make you paranoid, but it makes me a little bit paranoid sometimes when I look at it and I realize, you know, when I Google, when I Facebook, when I Twitter, like I see some stuff. But um, but in fact, I don't really even know what to believe because so much of it is manufactured uh, or could be manufactured that this is a. It's a simulation that they're controlling, and if they can get you to believe that the simulation is real, they can control your behavior in the real world. And that's really, really, really scary to me. So uh, I highly recommend that you, because this is something I want to start doing, we really all need to get better at questioning what we're fed from both sides, but especially from the the left because the left the internet's controlled by the left is the authoritarian left is controlled the internet basically uh by and large so um you know even what they report on when they report how they report all that stuff is and they manufacture stuff you know from scratch so that's all i really want to say i don't really have anything else to say about it other than i recognize that this was happening i thought about it when i was reading uh google archipelago he he gave some examples of this stuff and and it's been it's been more and more obvious to me lately, and so I just thought I'd bring it up to you. Someone in chat says you should have Michael on soon. I did. I interviewed Michael. He, we just haven't released it yet, um, but it was a really good conversation. Um, he is uh, he's smart and very knowledgeable of this. Uh, he, he knows the postmodernism stuff like the back of his hand, and he has a fiction book coming out, which maybe we'll put into book club. So, all right, I guess that's it. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you can support us financially, please go to uh, Subscribestar, or you can go to unsafespace.com slash donate, and you can donate. Or uh, if you can't do that, you can um, you can uh, just like and share and subscribe. Make sure you're subscribed because they do kick us. They do kick subscribers off. And who knows how long we'll be on YouTube, but while we're here, we need to, we need to expand our audience. We want to we wanna hit uh, some big numbers by the end of the year. So we, we have... Uh, some ambitious growth uh, numbers to hit. And that's because we want to get this the message out. We want to really be able to talk to people and get them to use their own minds, think for themselves, and, uh, and question this woke mainstream left narrative that we are all suffering under. So with that, have a good weekend. And uh, not a weekend, 
good week. And we'll release some videos this week, but we're probably not going to do anything live. It's unlikely we'll do any other live stuff this week until Friday, but we will be releasing uh, some videos this week. So stay tuned for that. Take care. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy, so go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the Cathedral. Pay no attention to it. For your protection, the following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. Please avoid any contact with these individuals. I have calculated a 94.2% chance that these individuals are selfish and want to kill your grandmother. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Googling is a convenient way to find out what you believe about the news. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.